Hello, welcome and thank you for joining our hair podcast where our hair is a crown and our gift. Come and join us on this journey of self-love and self-care. My name is Gladia, aka Gladia's Natural, and I will be your host. If you're new here, welcome. And please take a moment to watch all prior episodes as each one piggyback off of the other. And if you're a regular, thanks for listening in again. Please be sure to share and blast these posts with all your friends, family, and group pages. It is our word of the day. (laughs) Alopecia. Loss of hair, especially from the scalp. Hello guys, welcome back to this week's episode. In this episode, we are going to be talking about hair evaluation methodology. But before we get into that, last week we went over um, how to check for the... um, what to check for in your moisture products. That's basically what we covered. I gave you guys some homework to do and also to evaluate your products um, so that you understand if you have an actual moisturizing product that may be compatible with your hair, okay? So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go ahead and um, hop into the last episode. I'll definitely put the link in the description box of this episode. But today, what we're going to discuss is basically how to evaluate your hair um, with different methods, using different methods, okay? So um, as I've been using, um, I started using this book called The Science of Black Hair. It's a comprehensive guide to textured hair care, and it's by Miss Audrey Davis of Asathi. Um, I have been using this book to help break down all the information for you guys, and then we go over it. Um, on what to do precisely, okay? So today we're on focusing on page 98 to 99. And here is what Miss Audrey says when it comes to hair evaluation methodology. Shampooing and conditioning are significant hair maintenance steps that do more than simply clean the hair. These processes also provide important moisture and protein information about our hair fibers. Although healthy hair assessments can be performed on dry hair, determining the cause of hair breakage problems is often best determined on wet hair. When hair is wet, its strength and elasticity are amplified. The hair cleansing process enables us to quickly evaluate and address the conditions of our hair and apply appropriate treatments to correct any deficiencies we may identify. Wet assessment, a proven strategy for determining causes of breakage. Understanding the information your wet hair provides will help you keep your hair appropriately balanced between moisture and protein. Each shampoo and conditioning session is a prime opportunity for hair evaluation and problem correction. Hair can be manipulated and wet tested during the normal course of shampooing, conditioning, and detangling hair. Thorough and frequent frequent wet assessments will help you maintain your hair's health and condition. So pay close attention to the way your hair feels when it is wet. Is it spongy? Is it hard? Stretchy? Fragile? Does it dry very quickly in the air? 
Does it take time to feel fully wet? Does it take time um, uh, um, to dry? Take the time to note any shed or broken hair strands that come about from cleansing session. Consider the amount of falling hair and the means by which the hair was lost. Basically, were you shampooing too roughly? Was your hair tangling terribly? Were you combing it out too aggressively? These wet assessments are very important for identifying and treating hair dryness and breakage issues. Once you develop a baseline for how your hair should feel, you will be able to properly catch and diagnose any deviations from its normal, healthy feel. All right, guys. So let's go back to what Miss Audrey said. All right. So this is basically what she's telling you. When you shampoo your hair or when your hair is just in a wet state, period, you have a better way of um, evaluating your hair. You have a, a, a much better way to um, uh, diagnose your hair if there was something going on, okay? I love when I wash my hair because that's when I can see my curls. As a matter of fact, I remember when I had heat damage and if you guys know about heat damage, what happened is your curls are no longer reverting back. So, for example, you probably flat ironed your hair so that it could be straight. However, when you're ready to get your curls back, when you're ready to wet your hair, it wasn't bringing back the curls, but rather it, stays, it remained straight. So, that's a telltale sign that your hair is now heat damaged. And that was one of the worst things that could have happened to me because it wasn't like a uniform kind of um, damage. It was just select areas and like whether it was from the beginning of the hair or from the middle or the end. And it was in random parts of my entire head of hair. So I had to chop it off so that it could be even from where it was closer to the root of my hair just so I didn't look retarded. <laughs> I mean you know, excuse that term, but just so my hair didn't look extremely crazy, all right? So I was really um, able to tell that it was heat damage only because when I had wet my hair, I knew the difference. I know how my hair already looks when it is wet. So when I did create heat damage, even if I didn't understand what heat damage was, Prior, I would have figured out something is off because now I have some straight sections that's not reverting back. My hair started to feel like um, like it wasn't coming together. My twist outs looked very flimsy. It wasn't giving me the bounce that it used to have. So you guys pay attention to your hair. Your hair speaks the language. And this is what we're trying to get you to get accustomed to is what is the baseline for your hair when it is healthy. And then from there, you'll be able to tell if something, something is off, whether it's, you know, superbly straight or, you know, dry, or you're shedding a lot more than you expected, or you're losing patches of hair. Those are the things you want to start acknowledging. Those are the things you want to start taking note of and be like, okay, when I wash my hair, I only get a handful of hair. And guys, 
do understand we all shed we're all going to lose hair is the amount of hair that you're losing is what you need to be concerned about is it an excessive amount is it that you just touch your hair a little bit and a whole bunch of hair came out on your hands like these are the things these are the, the levels of extreme if i have a couple of you know in like per section for me i'll have at least a quarter quarter uh, of a handful of hair per a, a, a section because I'll part my hair down into four sections. So each section is when I pile them up together where I would where my hair shedded. When I pile it up together, I'll have at least a ball of hair in my hand. And that's normal for me. Okay. I can definitely probably wash my hair a little bit more frequently or not leave my hair in protective style for quite some time, which creates tangles and sometimes some dead hair that I don't get to get out. And then on the day of washing it does. So these are the things. Another thing that I do acknowledge is if the type of brushes that I use in my hair. If I'm using my detangling brush when I'm shampooing or conditioning my hair, um, I get a lot more hair um, shedding in comparison to if I finger detangle. So if I finger, if I detangle with just my fingers, the hair is like literally half of the ball, if not a quarter of that. That's just amazing and my hair definitely grows a lot better when I do that so this is something I want you to do while you're washing your hair so when you go to, uh, um, whenever your 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 washing schedule is I want you to go and start taking a note afterwards when you wash your hair pay attention the first thing you want to pay attention to how well is my hair um, um, absorbing water Okay, people with low porosity, medium porosity, high porosity, they have different ways of their hair, um, hair absorbing water. Okay, as you understand, when you have low porosity, that means water cannot penetrate because the shaft of the hair is closed. So you have to do a little bit more of preparation. This is why some people do pre-poos. Um, I, lo I love pre-poos with oil. Um, you pre, you, you, you're just basically conditioning the hair prior to conditioning the hair. That's basically it. You're prepping it so that it can get, uh, um, get ready to start absorbing all the other moisturizations that you're about to do in the washing session or conditioning session of your hair. Okay. So you want to now go and, and, and evaluate how well your hair absorbed that water. Okay, so I turn on my water, I'm soaking it, and I'm realizing it's taking a long time. You write it down afterwards. You pay attention to that, okay? Another thing is you want to feel, uh, um, you want to notice how it feels. Is it spongy, you know? Spongy is usually when that hair is significantly dry. For example, my hair feels spongy when I leave it out in an afro, Have you recently chopped off your permed hair and you were excited to embrace your natural hair, but now you're dreading what to do next? Maybe you've been natural for quite some time and your hair is just not flourishing like you would imagine it to be because everything you've tried has not worked. Or could it be that your hair is growing but it's constantly dry and you can't seem to retain the proper amount of moisture? Listen, I've heard it all because I've been there too and it sucks because now all you really want to do after all this struggling is to slap back that creamy crack you once ran away from. Don't feel bad. You're not 
alone. This is why I came up with a solution. First, put back that creamy crack you're about to use again. And instead, I want you to pick up a copy of my ebook, The Ultimate Guide to Rocking That Natural Hair. That's right. I've created a simple seven-step natural hair framework to help you to tackle those different stages in your natural hair journey. So no more guessing. Our proven hair system has helped thousands of naturals like you to develop their own custom regimen so that they can ultimately reach their hair goals. And now you're about to be next. Download your copy today at www.bit.ly slash natural ebook and be well on your way to slaying that beautiful God-giving hair. Again, that's www.bit.ly slash n-a-t-u-r-e-l-l-e E-B-O-O-K. Happy slaying. So, the, the, the time that it feels the spongiest is when I do straighten my hair. If I straighten my hair and then I let my hair stay out for a long period of time, like two, three, even a week like that without really manipulating it because what's happening is the humidity is doing the work for me. So it's just bringing my hair back from that straight up to this puff look. And the longer I keep it that way, the spongier my hair feels. So at the end of that week or even two weeks, my hair feels like a sponge, okay? Another way my hair feels really spongy is when my curls are extremely defined and I'm in the water, but it's, you know, it's still stretched out. So I would feel on it and it just feels like, you know, it has life to it. So those are the examples I could give you. So definitely uh, um, take a note when you're seeing how spongy your hair is. Now you want your hair to feel kind of spongy because that may be a good sign of elasticity happening. If your hair feels hard, that's another thing to, to, to look for is, or does it feel soft? Okay. That's just determining how moisturized your hair is or not. Is it stretchy? Okay. That's another thing that can tell you if you have some type of elasticity. So if it's not bouncing back, if it's not stretching and bouncing back or whatever, you may have lost the elasticity to your hair. Is it fragile? Now, fragile, I gave you an example earlier, meaning if I just touch my hair a little bit, you know, I didn't even pull it hard enough for any hair to come out, but it looks like I'm just getting clumps of hair coming out in my hands. That's fragile, okay? Pay attention to the signs in advance. It doesn't even have to be big clumps. Just small clumps could start, you can start paying attention to that so you can realize, is this something that's ongoing or is it something that's getting worse? Is this something that, you know, you haven't noticed before? That's what you want to pay attention to. And if you are, you definitely want to seek medical attention for that. Then we have, does your hair dry very quickly in the air? So when you come out and what I, what used to happen to me when I came out the bathroom after washing my hair and I will go from my bathroom to my bedroom, okay, my hair would already feel like I started the drying process when in fact I really didn't do anything other than maybe towel dry, pat dry my hair just a little bit. But even with that, it, my hair already feels like it needs water all over again in order for me to start styling it. Okay, so pay attention to that for you. Does your hair dry quickly in the air? It just means that you're, you're probably um, low porosity, 
um, and you're just going to need extra moisture to get that process started. Sometimes when that hair is really moisturized very well in the shower after a deep condition, I'm telling you, you will know the difference. You will know the difference. So I never leave my hair out when I finish conditioning my hair. So I don't do that. So what I do is I twist each section so that I can protect the moisture. And then I carry on to the next phase, whether I'm going to style it, um, twist, braid, any of the styling methods is usually what I do after. But I still always apply my water in my spray bottle along with a leave-in conditioner just to give it that extra oomph of moisture. Okay. All right, guys. So, um, and, or does it, or does your hair feel, or does it take time to feel fully wet? That's another thing to pay attention to. Okay. When my hair is in that huge spongy phase where, um, I probably had, um, uh, straightened my hair, um, or flat iron and I waited weeks and now it's just this big uh, um, afro, thick, thick afro, and I'll go in that shower, it's going to take some time for me to really wet the entire head of hair. I can feel it struggling because it's so dehydrated. It's so dry. And so that's how I know I may need to pre-poo in advance. So section off your hair, spray it with some water, and then add in your oil will definitely help you to get your hair wet faster when you're in the water. Okay. All right. So I hope this was helpful. These are just questions that you want to ask yourself when you are trying to assess your hair. Okay. When you fall in the green line, in other words, your hair is spongy. It's not that hard. It's stretchy. It's not fragile. Um, your hair um, dries quickly in the air, so you make sure you twist your hair after you deep condition. Um, your hair um, takes time to feel fully wet, so I pre-poo prior to starting my wash session. If you do all this, that is your baseline right there. You have now your normal baseline for your hair. And in actuality, the better you do this, the more you do this, the better your hair gets. Okay, you'll realize when your hair is in maximum moisture, you'll feel your curls, the difference. There's sometimes my, my curls look defined and then there are other times my hair is so defined. The curls are like, it amazes me. Like it brings tears to my eyes because I sit there like, is this my hair? <laughs> because it makes me so emotionally happy that it can that it gets there like it gets that beautiful again i'm coming from a place where i never believed my hair could even curl so the curlier it gets the more i'm fascinated by the the work i've been doing okay guys and remember less is more don't try to overdo certain things because you will get lost you won't understand what you're doing you won't know where you are you won't know what's working and what's not working stick to what works keep it simple and i promise you your hair will thank you in advance will thank you in the process of it okay all right now um all these questions that she also asked, were you shampooing your hair too roughly? Was your hair tangling terribly? Were you combing it out too aggressively? These are signs if you're thinking that your hair is falling out, okay? R rule those things out. If you're shampooing too roughly, 
then maybe don't shampoo too roughly to see what happened next time. Am I losing hair? Was your hair tangling, tangled terribly? Usually our hair is if we didn't keep it in a protective style. So it's more likely tangled and you're more likely going to have uh, um, shedding. So if that's the case, don't panic. It's probably because of that that you see some hair falling out. Were you combing it out too aggressively? If, if like I tell you guys, I like to section out my hair because our hair cannot, you cannot really comb the entire head of hair all at one time, pulling it out because you are really going to damage your hair. Section it out, use a detangling brush. I'll put a couple in the description box, the ones that you should use for your hair. And you want to be careful on how you're detangling. Never start from the root straight down. You want to start down from the ends of your hair and work your way up gently till you get to your roots, okay? So make sure that you are not combing out your hair too aggressively. And definitely, definitely do not use combs that has very tight um, um, prongs because it's going to yank your hair out. So anything like a rat tail comb with those tiny, tiny spaced uh, um, prongs, you're going to lose your hair. They need to be you know, well spaced out so that it can, uh, um, uh, collect your curls together very nicely and very uniform. And on top of that, they will be detangled and then twist your hair right after when you're done. Okay. Um, so once now you have that baseline for your hair and how it should feel, you'll be able to catch basically anything that's wrong with it. Okay. You'll know now mm, my hair is shedding a lot frequent more than usual. Oh, my hair is like falling out and I'm not doing all these crazy things that I shouldn't do. And yet this is happening. Okay. That's when you want to now go and go back. You doing some research to see what it could be or the best, best, best way of doing it is seeking medical attention so that they can basically tell you what's going on so you can tackle it head on. All right. I hope this was very helpful for you guys. Um, assessing your hair. Um, in next week's episode, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the difference between shedding and breakage. So stick with me so that we can, uh, um, discuss that together. Um, and as always, my beautifuls, um, stay natural. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening in to our hair podcast where self-love and self-care is our number one priority. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this post to your friends, family, and with your favorite hair groups. I look forward to you listening in again on our next post. Until next time, bye-bye. Hey guys, welcome to Gladia's Natural Podcast. I am so happy to be basically doing this podcast through Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to literally create a podcast like this one I'm creating. They give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right away from your phone or your computer. And then there are so many other great features like the creation tool, which allows you to record and edit your podcast. So it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And the best part about it all is that you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So 
I don't know about you, but that sealed the deal for me. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F like Frank, M like Mary. Have a great one.